Hey, if you love to eat as much as we do here on the Kevin and Taylor Show, you're going to love hearing the latest in the world World of of food food. breakfast cereal edition. Yum. Uh, First, have you ever had French macarons? Check this out. There's a new breakfast cereal that tastes like macarons. It's called (laughs) Miraculous Cereal. And it features sweet, strawberry-flavored pink and purple cereal pieces with white marshmallows. They should have called them Frenchy Charms. Oh, I like that name. <laughs> Instead yes. of Lucky Charms. Miraculous Frenchy Charms. is a, it's like a ladybug superhero figure oh, okay. uh, animated fe- I didn't figure. Know. Uh, second, want to guess the cereal with the highest percentage of sugar? Frosted, frosted flakes. Ooh, good guess. <laughs> the number one spot goes to one of my favorites when I was a kid. Okay. Mom hardly ever let me have them. And it is? Honey Smacks. They used to be called Sugar Smacks. They renamed them. Uh, It's 50% sugar. Four and a half teaspoons per 1.2 ounces. Mm. That's more than a Twinkie. Wow. (laughs) Give your kids that and an espresso shot and watch them go. (laughs) Poor teachers. (laughs) And finally in the world of food, cereal edition. Here's a fun way to make cereal taste better according to a popular TikTok video. Put the whole box of cereal in the freezer overnight. Apparently, it doesn't get as soggy as quickly and tastes a lot Mm. yummier and crunchier in your bowl. Maybe that's how you have the aforementioned frosted, frosted flakes. There you go. (laughs) Put them in the freezer. I've been going through a very weird 24 hours. I'm equal parts uh, proud of myself and surprised at how dependent I am on something that I haven't had. We'll, We'll talk about it next. You ever forget or lose your phone? How much panic ensues while you're trying to find your phone? The worst is when I'm on the phone until, like, whoever I'm talking to, I can't find my phone. But when you can't (laughs) find it, when you have lost it, I mean, it is, like, it's very, very stressful. It's a stress that, like, you can't imagine, you know? You're like, oh, my gosh, my whole life is on my phone. And my phone, I didn't lose it yesterday, but I kind of theoretically did. It's I went to do the update, the 16-whatever update, mm-hmm. and my phone's, like, frozen. No. It goes all the way to the end, that little line where it says it's updating, gets all the way to the end, and then it stops. Weird. And took it to one of those fix-it places, and the kid behind the counter was like, oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> so I thought, okay, Apple Store for me tomorrow. Um, but my son and I, we tried to get it to, to reload and... You know, start over, nothing. I mean, it's it's not the screen of death, but it's pretty darn close. And when, you know, people say my whole life is on my phone, you don't realize how much is. And I'm pretty much resigned to the fact that this phone may be dead. Like, I'll lose all my contacts, everything oh, i got to start no. over, which is okay. Kind of will read out, weed out some stuff I don't need, you know, or don't want. Yeah. Um, here's the thing that I'm bummed about. I've got so many pictures on my phone. And they are not all loaded up to them. As a matter of fact, most of them are not on the cloud or backed oh, up bummer. or whatever. So, I mean, it's like family vacations, pictures of the kids, oh. all kinds of stuff. Like, five, I've had this phone about five years. So That's it's like a huge loss. Five years worth of stuff. And I'm like, well, they really, you know, I've posted a lot of it to social media. So, it, it I can grab it there and, and still have some of them. But, you know, like, goofy, goofy pictures that, like, my daughter said, don't post that, Dad, that I absolutely love. I think they'll be gone. Uh, if there's an Apple genius listening right now, give us a call. <laughs> okay, I can't wait to talk about this in a minute. because There is a new beauty hack that's making its way around, and it sounds like one that I could fall for, and it's super controversial. Okay, so have you heard about this new beauty hack that's uh, it's rather controversial? It's called mewing, M-E-W-I-N-G. 
Now, people on a quest to have a more defined jawline are trying to reposition the anatomy of their neck and their face. Smile and stack your teeth. Step number two is to make the end noise. At the end of the noise, wherever your tongue is, that is where your tongue should be. Keep it there and it should be fully on the top of the roof of your mouth. The name comes from a British dentist within that last name, Mew, M-E-W, thus mewing. Now, why is this controversial? Pressing your tongue up to the roof of your mouth in a certain way to reposition your jawline. Well, because it's causing people to think you're having an episode. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully you do it in the privacy of your own home. Somebody will uh, perform the Heimlich <laughs> on you. <laughs> uh, here's the deal. It was designed for young children whose faces are still developing. And a lot of dentists say it doesn't work at all. And the dramatic before and after photos. Yeah, it's probably Photoshop. The good news if you want to do a mewing and try to reposition and like help your your jawline, it's not going to hurt anything. But <laughs> I, I thought you were going to say, and the good news is, you know, barring some unforeseen circumstance, the good Lord made you the way you are. Embrace it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right? I mean, I don't even, honestly, I don't even understand what they're doing. You're doing that story. I'm like, what are they doing? The jaw, but so you're, I can show you the video. You're trying to physically change your jawline. You're trying to make it more defined and sharp and get rid of like, you know, that little saggy thing you get when you get older under your chin. Hmm. I'm just going to, you know what? I'm just going to grow old gracefully, or maybe that's growing old non-gracefully, letting everything go. I don't know, but that's what, that's what I'm committed to. Hey, this is your guaranteed to put you in a good mood story of the day. Meet the guy who goes over and above to help kids with special needs. His name is Vernon Jackson, lives in Cincinnati, and he works on his day off. Guess what he does? He opens up his barbershop for kids with special needs. I was hearing so many horror stories that parents were going through. So I wanted to create a space where they can come in and get acclimated to the barbershop experience yeah it does it when it's closed so that way if the kid has a little bit of a mini meltdown or something there's no one else there and they're getting used to getting their haircut he does the haircuts for free too Hmm. in addition to working on his day off and friends heard about what he's doing and started donating money to cover the cost of the haircuts people from all over the world are jumping in and want to help pay for the haircuts. I mean, people from Australia, people from France, all over have heard about this. Uh, There are moms with kids that don't have special needs that are like, can I get that guy to do my kid's haircut? Exactly. (laughs) Because he has a meltdown Uh. every time we go to get a haircut. (laughs) So if you listen to the Kevin and Taylor show, you know Kevin loves to mock me for my vacation choices because like, one time we had a boat drop us off on a rock in Canada and the only way back was in, a, I think it was a 15 mile hike. Mm-hmm. Um, fun. And yeah, it was so much fun. But with, with Kev, it's like toes in the sand. Yeah. He wants to chill I exert myself enough the other 50 weeks a year, the two weeks of vacation, I'd prefer to do nothing. Yeah, whereas I'm weird. I, I talked to my sister. She's the same way. We We don't relax well, so we love active relaxation, exploring, hiking, you know, seeing the world. And so I found the perfect meme for you, Kev. Okay. I don't get people who go on vacation to hike. I go on vacation to lay down in a different setting. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah, that's me. 
So we're talking about vacations and the different types of vacations we like to take. My uh, attitude towards vacation, by the way, has evolved largely because of my wife, Tracy. I'll tell you why I used to be Mr. Go, 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 go. And I'm not that way anymore. We'll talk about it next. Okay, so when we used to go on vacation, uh, Taylor, remember I used to plan out every minute. Like, okay, we've got to be here at this time. Okay, we need to, and, and my family got so sick of me saying we need to walk faster. I changed it to, we need to work per- walk purposefully. <laughs> and then they got sick of that. <laughs> so I'd say yeah. we need to walk with intention. But I found out like that that was my vacation. I liked to go, 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 go. Mm-hmm. But Tracy and the kids, they did not. They would mm. rather just chill and hang and be us. So I adjusted to them, um, and even when we'd go to like a fabulous city, like I don't know, if we went to London, uh-huh. I would schedule like three different things in one day. I would do one and know that uh-huh. they'd like the rest of the day just to take in the sights at their their pace. So yeah, that is true love. Well yeah, done, yeah. Well, you. I do have to say there's something to it. That nice leisurely pace. It's a pretty nice break when you're go 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 the other fifty weeks of the year. You ever ever have one of those memories come up on your socials and you're like. <gasps> That was a year ago? No way. We're going to talk about that in just a minute. So ever look at your social media memories and you're like, whoa, I can't believe that was a year ago. Or man, that mm. was five years ago. What in the world? Well, um, that happened to me yesterday. I kind of had uh, remembered and then forgot. And then it, social media reminded me again that it's been a year since I fell off my mountain bike and broke my wrist. Wow. And uh, it has been a journey. And Uh all it did was fill me with so much gratitude. Because from the minute I fell, I mean, within 30 seconds, a guy came to help me. And I didn't even know there was such a thing as mountain bike patrol. And guess what his name was? Angel. Yeah. On (laughs) hell, the angel came to help me. Probably. They see people like you heading out and they go, we better keep an eye on that one. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe that's why he was so close. But yeah, within 30 seconds, I had him helping me, which was great because I was super lightheaded. And I was like, I didn't know he's bike patrol. So I was like, no, dude, don't ruin your ride. I'll be fine. And he's like, he just finally goes, I'm not leaving you. And then I looked at it. That's a cool shirt. It says bike patrol. That's really neat. He goes, yeah, I am bike patrol. I was like, what? <laughs> but he uh, he not only got me all the way back to my car, but he took the tire, the front tire off my car, my bike. So it would fit in the back of the car mm. so that when I got to the hospital, I wouldn't have to worry about someone be, you know, stealing. Steal it. Yeah. Mm. And I first drive myself to an urgent care place and filled out all this paperwork. <laughs> and they're like, we can't help you here. We, we, I told the doctor how bad your wrist looks and we're not going to be able to. So I had to drive myself to, uh, to a hospital. Drive yourself with and, one hand, right? Yeah. So you're doing, what, oh, yeah. Which, everything, which hand did you break? Thankfully, my left. Your left. So I was so, doing everything okay, with my so right. Gear shift and sure. Okay. Putting on my seatbelt, everything. <laughs> and I uh, got there and had to wait a little bit and then got in and had the most caring nurses, including... Two of them that listened to the Kevin and Taylor show. Hey, there you go. Yeah, it was really cool. There was a McKenna and then the respiratory nurse, Angela. They had to put me under and relocate my wrist. And then a couple days later, the day before Good Friday, I had surgery and Dr. McClellan completely put my whole wrist back together again. I had a, I have a metal plate and 11 screws in there that'll stay with me for the rest of my but life. But that's good. It matches the one in your head now. Yeah. <laughs> the plate. <laughs> and then my uh, physical therapist, Graham, he helped me get the motion back. My sister literally held my hair back after the surgery, if you know what I mean. Aww. The anesthesia did <laughs> yeah. not bode well for my tummy. Aww. 
and uh, just so many friends who reached out and cared for me. And I, I was just, even though it's been a journey, I can even plank on my broken wrist now. It, it just filled me with gratitude for Aww. everything that everyone did for me. I got to brag on my co-host Taylor for a minute. You were talking about it's been a year uh, since you broke your wrist, like a year almost to the day since you broke your wrist. And uh, Taylor went after her rehab. Like, if you've ever seen those Rocky movies, it was like that. I mean, every day in the studio, she's like, you know, through the speakers, got a smiling face. But yeah, that weird apparatus that bent your hand and oh, like Cirque du Soleil oh. type positions. Like, I didn't know a wrist could move like that. I was that. trying to get my range of motion right, back. Right, right. Yeah. She would do that. And then the, remember the you, had the, yeah, you had the towel? You had that towel and you would use your fingers and like roll in the towel with your fingers and oh, then roll yeah, it back yeah. out. You're trying to get all that inflammation down right. your fingers. You, you forgot all this stuff. Oh, you're giving like, me PTSD. <laughs> it, no, it shouldn't be. You should be proud of yourself. Yeah. Because you, you hear of people who like, I don't know, they're older and they've had injuries and they, they can't bend their arm like this. Well, I should have done my rehab and I didn't. And you nailed it, man. I you wanted went, to look back, yeah, and say I did everything I could. And you did. You went after it all. You were all in with oh, rehabbing the thank wrist. You. And you. Yeah, you did it, I man. I appreciate that so much. I think, you know, looking back, Back now. Wave to everyone now. Hi. Hey, look, look, at that. look at that wrist. Look at that. <laughs> look at that. Uh, I think the probably the hardest part of the whole thing, honestly, was typing with one hand. Because I'm a typist. And so getting my work done for the show took forever. And then um, the other thing that was but really you know tough. What? It did take a long time, but... You had me heckling you yes. every step of the way, yes. which I'm that sure helped every day when I go and <laughs> laugh at you with your one finger or your one hand. Um, it's funny <laughs> to look back at my memories, too, with outfits I tried to figure out because, you know, it's this time of year. So I'd wear these tank dresses that I could get on and then have to drape a jean jacket over my shoulder to keep it warm. And your hair was always on point. Oh, my every hair day. is hilarious. <laughs> my sister even bought me this, like, blow-dry brush. It's still... My hair was so bad. But I think the thing I'm most grateful for is my husband was super kind and caring and was like, hey, listen, if you never mountain bike again, that's okay. If you want to overcome your fears and that's a goal of yours, you can do it. Mm. I have faith in you and I have overcome my fears and I'm back to the sport I love. I'm back on my mountain bike and I'm so grateful. And the mountain bike patrol is following her close behind without (laughs) her knowing it. (laughs) Just in cases. (laughs) If anyone knows Angel, my angel that day, just remind him how grateful I am for him. I know that you're like me and Kev, where you have someone in your life that you've been praying for for years, hoping that they would come to faith. And that's why I'm so excited about the He Gets Us, the nationwide campaign where you've saw, probably seen the commercials. They're black and white commercials, and they always make a really great point about who Jesus is. I've seen billboards, too, Taylor. Yeah, it's the largest faith campaign in modern history, mm. and it was created to help people take a fresh look at Jesus and meet the real Jesus of the Bible delivered in a very relevant way that speaks to our culture. And there's an opportunity for all of us to get more involved. There's a fan community created around He Gets Us. There's more than 45,000 people already signed up, and you can sign up too. Just text the word FANS to 70193. That's FANS to 70193. You'll get updates, inspiration, prayer ideas, and a lot more. Just text FANS to 70193. That's FANS to 70193. So, Taylor, I wasn't worried about AI replacing us as you know broadcasters until today. Uh-oh. I'll tell you why we should be worried next. 
So our jobs are in danger. Robots are going to replace us. Artificial intelligence has got the, uh, uh, I think it may. In Kuwait, they just a few days ago debuted the first ever AI-generated newscaster. Uh, like a looks like a real person, and she's on TV delivering oh, it's the video news too. Huh? Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's completely AI. There's no real person, and apparently, um, they did some surveys and. People loved her. Oh, no. I'm a little bitter towards the guy who created the one for radio. Yeah. uh, Because we used to be friends, me, you, and him. And now we're like, Daniel, what were you thinking? You're trying to replace us He was thinking retirement for himself because he probably owns the patent on whatever the algorithm or program is to Mm -hmm. make it work. Here's a big question. How much money do you think you're going to need to have saved for retirement. That's what my husband answers every day yeah, as well, a they, financial uh, planner. <laughs> they just asked, uh, you know, they did a survey and asked people how uh-huh. much you think you're going to need. So uh, we'll talk about that next. Okay, so they did a nationwide survey, Taylor, and they asked people, how much money do you think you're going to need to retire? What do you think people said? What's the magic number? Uh, maybe they said a million. A million dollars. And then they asked them, do you think you're going to do that? And it was less than 30% across every demographic, you know, whether you're young and just joining the workforce uh-huh. or whether you're close to retirement, most like less than 30% think they'll actually hit it. Oh, wow. How about that? That's wild. Yeah. I'm, I'm, wow. And, and they're saying, from what the, these people say, you actually would need a little bit more than that. Ooh. And I would like to know, what do they mean by retire comfortably? Does, yeah. Does that mean sustaining the lifestyle I'm living while I'm working? Or does that mean dialing it back and going to Boca del, Boca del Vista? <laughs> Which is probably really expensive. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> so we're talking about, you know, how much do you need to retire? And one of the first things my husband has to do as a fee-only certified financial planner is try to get people to guesstimate how much life costs mm. a month. Mm-hmm. And that's really tricky. Sometimes he'll keep bugging people and they won't get back to him for the longest time because they kind of don't want to know how much they spend (laughs) a month. So there's a lot of human nature involved. And then the other thing that never ceases to amaze him, he calls it the time value of money. Um, And that is if you can somehow miraculously convince your kids to start taking advantage of their 401k at work, like Mm -hmm. as a really, really young person in in their young 20s. Yeah. It is wild what that compound interest does. Mm, yeah. The longer it sits there, all of a sudden, like, hey, I, maybe I can retire. Yeah, this is a yeah. nice chunk of change. Hey, uh, this is, have you heard about the odd way you can get better service at a restaurant? You want to guess what it would be, Kev? How to get better service at a restaurant. Yeah. Tip ahead of time. Ah, that's a great idea. Get dressed up next time you go out to eat. Want to guess why it works? Well, according to brand new research on restaurant service servers, they are more likely to assume you're a good tipper if you are dressed up rather than in like a tank top and flip flops. It could be even a bigger difference in the guys. Well-dressed men are perceived to be the best tippers and guys dressed mm. casually are expected to leave the worst tips. So wait a minute. When you say dressed up, do you mean dressed up like fancy like Applebee's dressed up? <laughs> yes. Fancy like Applebee's dressed up means baseball hat on forward instead of backwards. Mm, a little <laughs> dressier than that. <laughs> All right. Got it. Just need a, need kind of something to gauge it by there.
I was pretty proud of myself the last time we had a Super Bowl because I got a lot of people interested in the big game just by telling them about this one person. Hmm. And wait, there's more to the story. I'll tell you about it in just a minute. So it was so fun. I got so many people into the Super Bowl this past year, this past January, like telling my mom, my mother-in-law about Donna Kelsey and how she had a son on, on each, each team, team and yeah, she sewed right. herself that jersey with both teams on it. <laughs> she wore one shoe from each team and everything. And of course, no one will ever forget how she showed up to practice with her homemade cookies mm-hmm. and little Tupperwares for her sons. Well, guess what? Her jersey just became part of football history Last week, the Pro Football Hall of Fame in Canton, um, Ohio, she they added her jersey and her shoes. It's all in like <laughs> this big glass display case for people in all of history to see the mom that loved both of her sons equally. Coming up, could this be a hiker's dream come true? Do you love the idea of going for a fabulous hike but hate the idea of getting lost? Well, it just got easier to hike in our country's diverse national parks thanks to an update to Google Maps. Yeah, they have easier ways to navigate trails along with introducing uh, photo pins of the most popular sites. The new map features were developed with help from park rangers. And the map's going to highlight an entire trail route from start to finish rather than just showing the red pin at the center. And this is the part I love. The map offers walking or biking directions to the closest end of the no trail. Nice. Because there's been times I've been out trail running and I thought, Uh-oh. oh, please don't end up on the local news, Taylor. That would be so embarrassing. It's about to get more expensive to mail a letter. I wasn't even sure the current cost of a stamp. Do you know what it is, Kev? 52 cents. Uh, good guess. It's 63. <laughs> so it's going from 63 to 66. It's going to take effect July 9th if you want to stockpile a bunch of forever stamps. And I got curious when I was working on this story today. Yeah. I was like, hmm, if you stockpiled forever stamps when they first came out, how far up would you be? Well, when they first went on sale in 2007, they were 41 cents each. Now they're going up to 63 or 66. And if you mail a lot of letters or cards, you'd be a genius. Right yeah, now, there right? you go.